0: News Radio 840 WHAS welcomes you to Jim Strader Outdoors, the area's leading authority on hunting and fishing. Jim Strader Outdoors is brought to you by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. For the outdoor home of your dreams, call Paul Thomas at 270-524-1980. Gary Roman's Firearm Service Center. Linden Animal Clinic, your pet's best friend. Sportsman's Taxidermy. Visit them at Taxidermy.com. A.N. Roth Heating and Cooling A family owned business with over 100 years experience in the Louisville area. Wildlife Habitat Solutions. Check Jim and his team on Facebook at Wildlife Habitat Solutions and SMI Marine. Getting your boat back on the water in no time. To join in on the conversation call us at 571- 8484 inside Louisville 1-800-444-8484 outside of the metro and pound 840 for Verizon wireless callers. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the next two hours of Jim Strader Outdoors.
2: We came from the West Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the western skies. I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy can survive. And we can skin a buck and run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Good evening, everyone. Jim Strader here in the studio. And I want to start off tonight by wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. The reason I'm doing that at the start of the program is because this program is not going to make very many people happy, quite frankly. Uh, I'm going to be talking about an auditor's report that is out. The Auditor of Public Accounts, Mike Harmon, has done a 2017 audit of the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. Some of you probably have heard of this or or perhaps looked at it. Um, And I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about the wolves and sheep's clothing that were involved in this audit. And I'm going to be speaking to you about how your monies, your fish and wildlife license dollars have been abused, misappropriated, funneled into other types of situations where there was co-mingling of federal and state monies, which, according to statutes, is illegal. I'm going to tell you about how A fund which most of you probably don't even know exists. The Wetland Mitigation Fund, which I've been investigating for years, is rife with all types of abnormalities according to law. And I'm also going to talk to you about the Fish and Wildlife Foundation, which has been operated with... Funds from the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife, which appears to go against statute very clearly. So we're going to talk about all that tonight. I've got Ed Morris in the studio with me tonight. Ed is past president of the League of Kentucky Sportsmen, past president of the Derby City chapter of the Quality of Deer Management Association, and he's a very avid sportsman who has Been involved in Fish and Wildlife Affairs for decades. Ed, uh, welcome
1: aboard, and I'm glad you're here. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Jimmy, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, I do want to say, of course, that I'm speaking here as an individual. I'm not speaking on behalf of any of the organizations that I've been with before. That tends to upset some people sometimes. So uh, I just want to make that clear that I'm here speaking on behalf of myself.
2: Very, very good, sir. We're going to go to break here, folks. Coming back from break, I'm going to give you the things that, in essence, the auditor pointed out. As we go through the program tonight, I'll talk about some of them that are most onerous and go against state statutes that indicate very clearly a misuse of your public trust that indicate commingling of funds which I've been told is a felony. And I'm going to call for the accountability of persons that were involved in misusing their fiduciary responsibilities to you, the sportsmen and women of the Commonwealth. With that, I'm going to go to break. This break is presented by SMI Marine 11400 Westport Road, just north of the Gene Snyder. Tim Addington and staff be glad to help you out. they got boats on sale at dealer invoice. The 2018s are all on sale. And I want to remind you they're going to be in booth 4020, 4020, at the Sport Boat and Vacation Show, January 23rd to the 27th. And they've also right now got deals on all their electronics and trolling motors. So go see them. They'll take great care of you. We'll be back. Right after this, and remember, you never get soaked at SMI Marine. Then we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. And again, we're talking tonight about the release of Auditor Mike Harmon's audit of the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources, and it's primarily speaking to the year. 2017 it's important that you remember that because this is just a one-year audit and because it's a one-year audit there's a lot of things that I'm aware of that other sportsmen have complained about uh, shown to folks at Fish and Wildlife shown to members of the legislature shown most importantly to cabinet members who were made aware that there were things awry at the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. Before I go down this road, I want to speak to folks who, I guess the right word, have been cuckolded by the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife on numerous issues because they wanted, as I would like to believe, they wanted to believe that because, in quotes, we operate only on our dollars, our fishing and hunting license dollars, that the agency would operate in good faith, when in fact, there's been lack of fiduciary responsibilities. There has been commingling of monies, which is illegal. There has been funding for the executive director of the Fish and Wildlife Foundation, by the department, which goes against their 501c3 status. And these are things that are really ugly, to be quite frank about it. And they're things that I've, I've told you about in the past. And I've been bashed on some of the Internet sites and uh, social media is having a vendetta against the Department of Fish and Wildlife because I have revealed things in the past which you are familiar with if you listen to this program, things like the chairman of the commission baiting ducks to stop other hunters from hunting, things like uh, officers, senior officers in the in the uh, department where they these officers are actually trying to subdue or or keep down good officers that are sitting there trying to enforce our fish and game laws um, and you've seen the departure of a couple of of commissioners because of these kind of situations so I guess where what I'm saying is most of what I'm speaking about tonight is at the upper levels of the Department of Fish and Wildlife. It is not the rank and file. It's not the law enforcement division. It's not uh, most of the folks in the game division. It's not many of the good friends I have at the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife. But there is and has been, I've said it before, and this is very revealing, tonight, because of the result of this audit, there is a culture of corruption at the higher levels of the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources, and it definitely needs to be cleaned up. Having said that, I want to go into some of the statements that Mike Harmon, the Auditor of Public Accounts, has made in reference to this audit, and I think you'll find them very damaging, and I'm going to explain them in detail as we go through the program tonight. Some of the things that Mr. Harmon, Auditor Harmon, pointed out revolve around a statement he made in a press release that went out. I'm quoting from his release. The Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources promotes the agency receives no general fund tax dollars. But given that a large portion of their funding comes from the sale of of hunting and fishing licenses, along with federal grants, which are funded by taxpayers, our exam details the greater need of the Department to act in a responsible and transparent fashion in following state laws and regulations when it comes to the use of these dollars. Our exam finds many past and current problems at KDFWR and that a change in culture is needed. All right? There's a lot of findings that came from this situation by the state auditor. Um, I'm going to go into a few of them here, and again, I'll discuss these in detail as we go through the program. Let me start with these, and some of these will be redundant, but I think it's important to understand where a lot of this is coming from. In a letter to the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife, the findings from the Auditor of Public Accounts found the following. Management, and again I'm saying this is the upper level management. This is not the rank and file. These are not the good people that work at the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife, this is upper-level management. This is Mr. Harmon's statement. Management has not created an environment that promotes accountability and transparency in the use of public funds. Sportsmen and women of the Commonwealth, that's a very damning statement. Because what it says... There's a lack of accountability and transparency in the use of your money, your money, your fish and wildlife dollars that you send there to the agency. Secondly, Mr. Harmon said, grant-funded projects are not accurately tracked and which may lead to unnecessary expenditures or disallowed costs. Total lack of of fiduciary responsibility to you, the sportsmen and women of the commonwealth. This is wrong. And this has gone on for years. I've been reporting on some of these things. I've been investigating them. And when I sit here at this microphone, thank goodness someone else now is giving the clarion call that something's really wrong in the hierarchy. There is a culture of corruption there. And... It makes me sick that they have not been more responsible with your dollars. Next one, Mr. Harmon says, and this one is huge. The agency has a close relationship with a nonprofit organization, the Fish and Wildlife Foundation, now listen closely to this, which provides the means to circumvent state laws and regulations. You want me to put that in plain words? When you say it provides the means to circumvent state laws and regulations, you're talking about laws being broken. You're talking about regulations being ignored. And most importantly, you're talking about commingling of funds that is, to my knowledge, and and I'm being told, highly illegal. You can't do that. And and this is a way of backdooring the revenue cabinet. It's the way they've gotten around contract review in the legislature. And, you know, the legislature knows there's corruption in Fish and Wildlife. You can't talk, I don't think, to a handful of legislatures that aren't aware of these things. But it's been hidden from them. There's ways that the department has used accounting methods and I'll call it sleight of hand in contracts, uh, Philo projects, fee-in-lieu of projects, that is, uh, to circumvent the legislators' oversight responsibilities. It's just... It's not good, ladies and gentlemen. It's not good. I'm going to go over here. Some of the things that jump out at me as the most onerous or egregious that are in the auditor's findings. Some of this, again, is redundant, but I want to make sure that I'm making clear what we're going to talk about here. One of the findings, KDFWR we know that's the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources, failed to create an operating environment that promotes transparency and accountability of the public funds. Again, that speaks directly to the fiduciary responsibilities that were abrogated by these folks that moved monies around, failed to report them properly, commingled federal and state dollars in in a way that's illegal, Another one, Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources improperly accounted for and monitored the stream mitigation fund. Improperly monitored. There's tens of millions of dollars in this fund, folks. And I'll guarantee you in one out of 100 of you sportsmen and women out there that even know that fund exists. And this thing is... Absolutely out of control. Proper procedures haven't been followed. Contracts uh, have been improperly reported. Uh, No follow-up on a lot of the work that's done. And I'll be talking about that. There's literally tens of millions of dollars in there. Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources did not maintain an effective line of separation from the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Foundation. Now, let me tell you what's really onerous about that. There's lots of good people and organizations that have donated huge amounts of money to that foundation. And for lack of a better way to describe it, it was being operated as a type of slush fund where the monies were commingled with game and fish funds, when in fact it is a nonprofit organization was supposed to operate independently, and those monies were not to be commingled. And I'll speak to the law that covers that. Here's one Department of Fish. While I failed to procure construction services according to laws and regulations, doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that means laws were broken. This is one that's particularly on his head. I know this one's a real heartburn for you. The Commission failed to hold recipients of special commission permits accountable, and we're talking here about elk permits. Oh yeah, we'll get into that in just a little while and, and, and corruption yes. in the elk program. And last but not least, the department lacked procedures to determine if recipients of federal awards were contractors or subrecipients, which resulted in non compliance with federal regulations. That's where we're at. Coming back from break, I'm going to tell you how all this rolls out. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties, Heart Realty. Paul Thomas is a broker. All kind of wildlife properties for sale. And would be glad to list your farm for wildlife property as well. Check them out. M-O-P-H-A-R-T-Realty.com. We're back on Jim Strader Outdoors and again we're talking about the audit that the Auditor of Public Accounts for the State of Kentucky, Mike Harmon, released this week and I've kind of detailed here some of the things that uh, are pretty obvious or very, very damning to again the upper-level management of the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. I'm going to state this repeatedly throughout the broadcast tonight. I'm not disparaging folks, the good, hard-working folks at Fish and Wildlife to do the right things. The auditor and I <laughs> are critical of things that have been done that are, again, a total lack of fiduciary responsibility to you, the folks that buy these hunting and fishing licenses. And it goes beyond that, and I'll speak to that here in a moment. I'm going to read here from some of the findings by Mr. Harmon's office, and bear with me because they're a bit lengthy, but it, it will enable you folks, I think, to see the scope of what's been done wrong and understand how onerous this really is. And before I get into this, and I'm going to repeat this several times tonight, bear in mind this is a 2017 audit only. I'm of the firm opinion, and I'm going to speak to you sportsmen and women about this repeatedly. We need a forensic audit of the agency that goes back in time because this has been going on for a long time The department has been told repeatedly by previous audits to shore up its responsibilities, to correct the way they report their monies. There's been all kinds of things uh, said to them to take corrective actions, and quite frankly, they just thumb their nose at it and go on doing what they've been doing. A forensic audit would reveal the depth and breadth of what's been done wrong here, and I think would go a long way to holding the people that perpetrated this on you folks accountable. And believe you me, there's plenty to go around here. All right, let's jump into this. I'm going to start out with the one I mentioned before because I want to tell you how egregious it is. The Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources improperly co-mingled funds within the Fish and Game Fund. Now, I'm going to read here from Mr. Harmon's findings. And I'm going to refer to KDFWR as the department so we can spare some time here. The department improperly co-mingled funds within the Fish and Game Fund with other restricted funds intended to be used in accordance with a fee in lieu of Philo program agreement with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and the department. This resulted in more than $2 million in Philo funds that did not appear to be transferred or expended in accordance to the agreement. I'm going to say something about this. The folks at Corps of engineers need to look into this because their agreement with the department has not been followed or adhered to. And these are federal dollars we're talking about here, folks. And as this old country boy likes to say, that's bad juju. <laughs> you know, that should not happen. All right, going back to Mr. Harmon's statements, the agreement between the department and the Corps. Dictates interest and earnings shall remain in the mitigation fund for use solely by and for the purposes of the FILO program and should not be diverted for other uses or mixed with other funding sources. Funds are being, this again, Mr. Harmon, funds are being transferred from the mitigation fund before any charges have been incurred. I'm sure you folks get that. The amount transferred since inception of the program in fiscal year 2002 through June 30th of 2017 exceeded the tracked PhilO administrative expenses by a whopping $1,379,965. Significant transfers from the mitigation fund, to the Fish and Wildlife Game Fund began in fiscal year 2007. Now listen to this one, folks. Hold your breath. With $1 million being transferred annually during fiscal years 2013 through 2017. a $1 million a year. Additionally, $777,000 in change in indirect costs were charged against fallow in error from fiscal year 2007 to fiscal year 2013, by including these indirect costs, the excess transfer amount of administrative fees would be two million one hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars as of June thirtieth, twenty seventeen. Department does not expend follow administration costs straight from the mitigation fund. Instead, they're expensed through the Fish and Game Fund and tracked by function and activity codes within the accounting system and internally maintained spreadsheets. Here's the bottom line. The Department is administering restricted funds improperly as mitigation fund activity is being diverted to and co-mingled within the fishing Game Fund. Additionally, monitoring activities failed to identify that transfers exceeded actual expenses, and excess funds were never returned back to the mitigation fund. I feel certain in my mind the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers probably didn't know this was happening, but it's high time they do, and buddy... The folks that perpetrated this need to be held accountable. Stream mitigation, folks, is basically a system where wetlands that are either destroyed or altered by, let's say, Walmart buys a piece of land, and there's a wetland there. And the EPA and Corps says, okay, okay will allow you to alter that wetland. But in order to do it, you've either got to create another wetland or pay into the the bank for funds to recreate. And it also provides for renovation of properties that have wetlands that have been degraded. An example would be a stream that's been uh, torn apart and, and allowed to erode because they ran cattle there which degraded the stream and impacted downstream areas. These are the kind of things that that this meant for. There's three basic ways that stream mitigation works. One is compensatory, and that's where the permit holder at the site, adjacent site, on the same watershed uh, recreates or, or, or takes care of that wetland in that area. Then there's a mitigation bank, and that's where private entities can be involved and do that renovation work. And then you got FILO, and that's administered by state or local governments or nonprofits. And it's in the FILO method that the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources operates most of the time. And the core in the EPA have concerns about the laxity of providing assurance on these mitigation banks and also the lag in permitted time on the work and the implementation. And I can tell you, when they look into the timeline on the work and implementation and the assurance that the work has been done properly and that the financial – assurances in the mitigation banks are done properly, they're going to find big problems. So, this is, again, basically against the law. Here's what the auditor said. Failure to properly administer the mitigation fund has allowed for monies received and interest earned for fallow purposes to be commingled within the fish and game fund. Once transferred, the follow funds lose their identity and could be utilized for purposes other than those established according to Kentucky Revised Statute 150.255. As a result, here's the bottom line, the department was noncompliant with KRS 150.255, noncompliant with the statute and the agreement between the department and the Corps. This is not good. And the monies in the mitigation fund, this is according to the mitigation program, which states very clearly monies in the mitigation fund shall not be diverted for other uses or mixed with other funding sources. We got to go to break here, folks. This break is presented by SMI Marine. 2018 boats on sale, electronics on sale. They're going to be at the sport. Boat and Vacation Show in January. Stay on track with that. I'll talk more about that as it gets closer. And we'll be back right after the break. But remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. During break, Ed Morris, who again is here this evening because of his involvement with a lot of the sportsman's organizations and what have you, but most importantly, Ed is a chief engineer with a huge firm that deals constantly on a daily basis with the type of things Ed that that stream mitigation does—bridges over uh, streams, things of that nature. Very similar contractual relationships, but most importantly, adherence to federal laws that pertain to this. Yeah. Your, your thoughts?
1: Oh, well, those are very, very rigid rules. When you deal with those folks, we did a lot of the, uh, as an example, the airport expansion, one Louisville international airport, and they took hundreds of acres of wetlands. They, in turn, had to pay X amount of money into the filo fund, or they're required to go somewhere else and replenish those wild, those wetlands on, like, I think it's a four or five to one basis that goes back to it. But, yeah, we deal with those every day It's Stream Mitigation uh, Division of Water. We deal with them weekly, so we're very familiar with those. A couple of the things that I saw in here that kind of leaped out at me because of doing procurement daily with the state highway department and transportation and everything else was the finding number four of uh, Mr. Harmon's report, KDFWR did not adhere to the model procurement code and state procurement policies. It says KDFWR circumvented Procurement policy by splitting purchases to remain under their delegated authority, that creates the potential to circumvent state procurement requirements, personnel rules, and executive branch ethics codes. Uh, you know they write up those; they're then sent to the legislature and presented as they're going to spend X amount of money. When in essence, it's doubled. They, they're they're splitting the purchases knowing full well what the end amount is going to be, but they split the purchases in order to get them under their legal authority what they can authorize. Okay.
2: Well, as I read from the auditor's report here, is it readily apparent to you that laws have been broken?
1: Obviously. In in my opinion, I'm not not an attorney or a Prosecutor, but... Uh, well, I'm not um, either, but the I, auditor says I, I, they yeah, were. Yeah, I, I've watched Trey Gowdy a whole lot, so I know, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, when it says they circumvented procurement, some of the stuff in here could be explained off if they wanted to as just sloppy bookkeeping or uninformed, but when it says circumvent procurement policy by intentionally splitting purchases, that means there's intent to break the law.
2: And... It also circumvents contract review committee in the legislature. That is correct. Which is really onerous, and I'm sure there's members of the legislature that uh, once they realize that's been done, there's going to be some changes. Let me just put it that way. Uh, We've got about a minute here. I am going to mention something else, and we're going to get into it. Because it's part of this, and I want you folks that have participated in the elk draw to understand there's big problems there. This just isn't about money. This is about, frankly, corruption and the elk draw, and the auditor spoke to some of them, but we'll expand on them. I'm just going to start with this, and then we'll come back to it after break. Special Commission, this is, again, the auditor speaking, not Jimbo. Special Commission elk permits were awarded with poorly maintained documentation and some applications were not disqualified even though they did not meet the requirement of administrative regulations. In other words, they did not meet the requirements of the law. We're going to go to break here folks. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties, Hart Realty, Paul Thomas is the broker got all kind of properties look them up m-o-p-h-a-r-t realty.com with the lucky land Sluts, you can get lucky just about
1: anywhere
0: this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky